Welcome to Can't Knock the Shuffle Season 2. I'm your host, Sean Cantruitz. If you're anything like me, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume we have this in common, you love finding out how songs are made. The stories, the details, the hidden gems, all of it. Here's the thing. Most artists typically only get asked about a handful of their most popular tracks. Not only do fans like you and I want to hear the stories behind all of the songs, but I long have suspected that the artists themselves are pretty eager to share some of the untold stories too. That's why I created Can't Knock the Shuffle. I take an artist's entire catalog, put it in a playlist, throw it on shuffle, and then we talk about whichever songs are randomly selected. It's like live liner notes with an algorithm in the driver's seat. In this episode, I'm joined by Trey Hartson, AKA Slim Kid Trey from legendary Los Angeles quartet, The Far Side. Look, hip hop was forever changed in 1992 when the group emerged onto the scene with their classic debut album, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. It's a record that saw the members bring an animated and imaginative element to their songwriting and presence on the microphone. And Trey definitely stood out with his distinct melodic voice. You could really even say that a lot of these rappers who sing owe a whole lot to Slim Kid Trey. The Far Side's second album, Lab Cabin California, sported a darker sound that reflected the frustration that the group was going through, both with the industry and internally. Trey did one last album with the group, 2000's Plain Rap, before embarking on a solo career that has also seen him team up with DJ Newmark from Jurassic 5, Ozzo Matley, and occasional reunions with various members of his Far Side brethren. I first connected with Trey when he was on my hip hop game show, The Questions, and I knew that he'd have some great stories to share and can't knock the shuffle. So let's get into it. Slim Kid Trey, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, sir? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. You know, this is uh, exciting. Yeah. All right. I mean, we all need some positivity in, in 2021. It's, Absolutely. We've had, we've had a weird start, but I think we okay. can still get it on track. Uh, I think we should just hop right into it. Are you ready to... Uh... I'm ready to go. <laughs> Someone. So the first song that we have randomly selected here from the algorithm is from 1995. It is from the Far Side's uh, second full-length, Lab Cabin, California. And the song is called Groupie Therapy. I'll play a little clip of it. I'm surrounded by bitches. Uh-huh. Now this is the most incredible shit in Slim Kid history. So watch if you will. The moment some good shit pop and they be fogging up your grill. Overly thrilled to get you in your ass like mass and gills still burning. Shit now when I'm still learning. I'm not to fuck with your baby or make it my old lady. You just overcast and your ass is shady. Trying to block the sunlight with all of that hype. But now I'm discontinuing all of this pipe that I've been laying. As long as you keep swaying to another cruise tempo, I gotta let you go. A lot has been said about the second album, and it it was a different experience than the first album, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. But I really always liked this song because I felt like I've never heard a song in any genre about this specific topic told in the way that it is. Yeah. I mean, I assume that this is somewhat based in reality. You guys are like in a huge group and you're touring the world and you're sort of like really tasting that fame. But what sort of drove you guys to dedicate a song to groupie therapy? Both of those, you know, words being uh, apt descriptions. Now, you know, it's it's really horrible how the to me, groupies, I, I just look at everybody as fans and I don't really like the word groupie. Um, and usually it's when, you know, they see a girl hanging out with an artist. Uh, the other girl's like, oh, look at that groupie. And either you're saying seriously, like, oh, look at that groupie, like, you know, or you're like, I wish I was in her place. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so therefore it's like, um, I, I, I kind of don't like when, you know, it's, uh, it's been girls or guys too. Like guys been like, yo, all them groupies. It's like, well, is it, she's a groupie or you are a guy that likes this girl and wants to date her somehow. You know what I mean? So there needs to be like clarity on that as an artist. Like I don't have, I don't even have time for that type of shit. So I'm like, I'm chilling with this person and we out. I don't have time to talk. I don't care about negative words or none of that shit. You know what I mean? So 
the therapy session needs to be on those that cast the eyes in, in a negative manner about said person. You don't, first off, you don't know who the person is. You don't know what she does or who she's connected to. And if, even if she is a, a groupie type, you know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of, you know, she's going to take us around the city and, and show us the city. It, you know, like, it's a cool person in, in my book. If, if, the vibe is, if the vibe is right and the vibe is there, all right, between folks, we're, about, we're just having a good time. We're having a living a uh, life, live, living life. And there's a lot of, you know, maybe there's a lot of healing that needs to go in that fashion. But some people, you know, there are there's a lot of groupies too, you know what I mean? Like that are super, 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 super fans. It's super tragic, super dangerous. Like right. those are the groupies to me that I'm like, uh, you know, like... <laughs> Please let me know that you know the, where the red flags are, so I can kind of exit stage right. You know, right? Because you're you're really the dynamic of being on stage. There is like a different dynamic where it's like there's everybody in the room is there to watch the people who are on the stage, and that is almost like a power thing. But if you if you invert that, you're in the middle of some city where you don't know anybody, and all of a sudden you guys are meeting or or interacting with people, and it is kind of vulnerable. You know, like what yeah. you spoke about, like they could you don't know who they are. You don't know how safe they are or what kind of issues they're bringing into it. So it is kind of like, you know, touring acts are in a way, they're kind of like uh, like astronauts, like going through the, yeah. the solar system and just like, oh, let's see what's going on on this planet. And Exactly. Uh, like you can insert the Star Trek thing when they beam into the little scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, by 1995, you know, uh, the Far Side's first album had been really big. And you guys were sort of grappling with, I would, I would assume, like this level of fame, which is kind of like uh, a theme that I noticed comes up in a lot of your work. And we'll kind of explore that more as we go through these other songs to follow. But wh where was your mindset at by this time in terms of your role as an artist and what you were sort of experiencing and learning from the music industry by the time that you were recording the second album? There was a lot to, it, it's almost like you ever see like a gazelle being born and as soon as it hits the, uh, <laughs> as soon as it hits the ground, it has to get up and run from a pack of lions. Right. That's exactly what it was like. We had to get, we had to get up, we had to learn fast. Like when we were like making our first record and stuff like, you know, it's all fun. And then, you know, getting on the road and this, that, and the other. And then as you're on, like you, you dropped onto the road and on into actual star life, rap star life or whatever, it's all kinds of things coming at you all at once, all kinds of people with their, it could be their merchandise. They want you to wear this. They want you to wear that and, you know, not pay you for it. Like, you know, like just, you know, everybody has their hustle and their way like this. We tend to be an uh, avenue or throughway to people's dreams. You know what I mean? And so that's one side of it. The other side, and that's kind of, if it's not like from a sincere place, it can be, you know, it could, that can create some like, you want more uh, buffer around you or, you know, more thick skin about it because, and some people are kind of mean and crappy and shitty as artists turning crappy and shitty towards people. And it's like, man, it's such a thin line um, because some people are actually genuine and cool and yeah, it's, it can be a workable situation and yeah, I'll rock your, this, you know, this shirt on stage, whatever. But when we do stuff like that, our fans are like, yo, you see that shit? Let's go get that shit. You know, boom. And then there's somebody's getting like over. And then, you know, you have the industry side of things like making records and there's another uh, cutthroat hustle situation. So we're like learning fast, like looking, like listening slow, learning fast and assessing and adjusting. You know, so that was happening along the whole way, like every little and you got to kind of you get hurt, you get punched and then you got to kind of shake it off quickly because you still have to walk down your path and you still have to be a successful person at it. You can't uh, curl up and, and die. You can't curl up and cry. You can cry. You can cry as long as much as you want. But as soon as you finish fucking crying, you need to stand your ass up and keep moving forward. Learn from your mistakes. And that's what kind of like the journey from Bizarre Ride to Loud Cabin was, you know, and you can hear it some in the music. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like the things that we were going that we were going through at the time. And there's still fun to be had because we knew like when you get knocked down, you just get up, dust yourself off. And, you know, let's keep let's keep it going. We got people to meet. We got things to do, venues to rock. You know, it's still the show must go on. 
and literally the show fucking must go on. That is something that it's almost like you tattoo it on your heart. Otherwise, you you know, you just you ever see people on the treadmill and they they, they fall and <laughs> the treadmill's going really fast. And Many they, clips on the internet. Yes, I, I've seen I've seen that. You know, so it will do that to you, you know. So you guys worked with Diamond D on this track. He produced it, which yeah. is sort of like that that kind of seemed like a seminal thing too, because the first album was very much in-house. And then here was, you know, he wasn't the only producer, outside producer, who worked on the second album. But how did you link up with Diamond D? Um, we we linked up through with Diamond D either through um my folks, uh Richard Lewis, who linked us with uh Showbiz, because we went out there and we worked with Showbiz as well and so that's you know they're in that the ditc camp you know what i mean so we were just kind of even cute like it could have been it could have been him or it could have been q-tip it was it was one of the two that linked us with diamond and you know the rest was kind of history man it was so you know fun working with with diamond d he's like he's like a super big brother man he's about the hip-hop he's really raw about the hip-hop how things are made how things are cut what samples things are um, how to, you know, how to make, make things right and the bounce. I just love being around those types of people that have like etiquette and the whole deal. It's not like you just can't come into the, you just can't come into the playground and play. This is, you know what I mean? And that's the type of mentality that there is, you know, like dealing with or working with, um, you know, Diamond D or, you know, or Showbiz or whatever, or any of the folks on the East Coast. There's, we had such mad respect for everybody and we learned so much, you know? Song two. The second song here is from 2000 and it is from the Plain Rap album and it is a song called Trust from The Far Side. Impressed with the wrong impression About this rap shit is more than our profession It's heartfelt cause life dealt a deadly hand Life's lesson, hard times made a deadly man Out of us all, stressing I fall down to my knees and count up all my blessings Push my wants aside for a minute Cause greed had me tested My own faith, my own self-worth And how it goes to waste where was your head space at for the third album? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, it was more, it was like, a, okay, so I would say Lab Cabin was like this, this little snowball that became an avalanche. In what way? What I mean by that is being like jaded by the music industry. You know what I mean? When it seems there's no wonder, oh, impressed, by, uh, impressed with the wrong impression about this rap shit is more than our profession. You know, like that is like kind of me like surveying everything and bringing it to the table because we were going through a lot more harsh things, you know, like in the sense of we do all this music and then we present it to the label and they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, it's not ready or this, that and the other. Or I don't think the fans would connect with that. And we're like, we're with the fans every day <laughs> on tour. We know we test things, we know. We test things out and it's like the artists that are on the road versus the the label that's in the office and we're just like uh we got we're really in the streets and you know you know the little conflicts there and then you know there were situations where like distribution um situations that were supposed to happen that f fell through and and it's just like all this stuff and it's just like we get tired we get tired of trying to prove who we are prove what we can do and it's like we just need to make music. The artists should never have a head filled with all these things when it when we're making the actual music. Because everybody wanted like a bizarre ride to the far side record again. But how in the hell can we get to that when our mind is so filled with all this, you know, all the stuff that we're jaded by, you know, and then trust. Key key word, trust. And when it seems there's no one to trust, you can always count on us, you know? That is, and it encapsulates everything in that song, pretty much, you know? Did you feel, since this was following Lab Cabin, did you feel like Lab Cabin wasn't given its fair shot? Do you think that, like, it's, it, it wasn't given the support that you wanted from the label? Or, or was it even post-Lab Cabin that sort of was leading to that frustration that, you know, informed this song, Trust? Yeah, I, there's so many events, so many different things that were going on all simultaneously, you know what I mean? So it was definitely further down the line 
because I think, you know, uh, you know, the plain rap record is when we completely like kind of disband a little bit, you know what I mean? And it was only, you know, Imani and Romai left in there and I was doing my solo stuff with, you know, my liberation stuff. So it was a lot of, you know, getting tossed around to make us feel like, yo, is this, is this ship going to fly? What's the deal? What's up? I'm confused. And, you know, we were going a lot through a lot of growth periods. I, I always mention this thing, this little space and time in everybody's life called the Saturn return. And in the Saturn return areas, people go through like their hardest life lessons. And we were definitely going through those time periods of change and, and becoming something new and becoming something different. And, and I was definitely, I was submersed in that. And when you listen to, to plain rap, you can hear it. You can hear my lyrics are, you know, more in depth or like, they're very like, kind of like, all inclusive on a spiritual level or whatever. And this is when I was going through my Phoenix stage in my life. And I, I would even like sign my autographs as Phoenix, you know what I mean? So the people that have that out there in the world, that's probably going to be a hot item because that was the <laughs> only time when I, you know, kind of did that kind of situation, but it was all uh, around. We were just trying to make good music and get it out. It was great music, all of it. We worked with everybody. Bobby Brown came to our crib uh, Ralph Tresvant came to my crib, was hanging out with us. That's how how into it and how much music we have with folks working with us. And I, I remember when we were hanging with Bobby and, and uh, Ralph, we were just talking about music life, you know. And it is it is about music and just keeping it keeping it simple, keeping it keeping it real, and just like what life really means. Because you lose the meaning of what that is when you're when you got when you're jaded by all this stuff. You know, so it was good to have like, you know, our peers, you know, hitting us up or coming through or just giving us some tokens that we needed to move forward. A little gold coins <laughs> in this in this game, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you were in a group, you you grew in a group, you grew out of a group, you've done other groups. So if you get stopped, you know, you're... You're at the grocery store and you're you're doing yeah. some shopping now, and and some you know young group approaches you, and they and they somehow in their minds have the actual foresight and perspective to ask like, Trey, what is the key to being to finding harmony in a group? Like we're all super tight, and we've been doing this, you know, we we've been at it for a year. Like that's a long time. Like we've been at it for a year. Yeah. What what do you say to them? Like what are the key elements that you think are necessary to maintaining harmony in a creative space? Well, I would say, because we talked to De La Soul, we talked to, you know, Be Real from Cyprus. And, you know, to me, it's important for, I know we're not together, but it's important for us to stay together for the, for the sake of, you know, the formula of what it took to make the Bizarre Rider, to make Farside in general. That's the ingredients. When you go and, you know, pull the cake mix off the shelf, you know, it's, it's got certain ingredients to make whatever type of cake that you're trying to bake. And if you're trying to bake a far side cake, it takes all of us to make it. When I say that, that means like it's some parts in there that I might not like it all, but the combination of it makes this happen. And I need to like for me, it's like whatever problems and shit I'm going through, I need to put that outside the door when we're making music. It should be about making music and what that is. And we have to coexist. We have to learn to coexist, man. Everybody lives in a household with people. Let's say your brothers and sisters or whatever. Maybe y'all don't get along all the time or maybe y'all hang out too much and y'all don't want to live together all the time. That, sh that shit happens. But when it comes to step into the stage or step into these records, we need to come together and leave our bullshit outside. And groups need to, it's not about you. It's about what you made. And what makes this vehicle, what makes this vehicle move forward? That's what it's about. It's about servicing the fans, what they've always loved. And it's about, first off, don't fuck with anybody that you ain't friends with. Right. In the beginning, when you, when you make the band, like you should know shit like that at the, at the beginning. So at the very beginning, if this, if a certain uh, mixture of people don't, don't work for you, just, it's okay to, to be out. It's okay to be out, but when you jump in and you're committed to something and you and you made like hit records and stuff like that, you should have you should at least try to put your your whatever your your situation behind uh, you know put it to the side while you work out how can you work this out to make things happen you know for the fans for your children's future for yourself you know 
it's okay to not be have an ego about this shit. It's okay to leave your ego out of this. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody will have, it's, it's so crazy, man. Like everybody goes through their own star shit mentally. Why they, why they feel like they the one kind right, of shit. Right. And like, fuck, fuck, fuck. If I, I don't, I don't want to give a fuck if I'm the one or not the one. What's ha- what needs to happen is us coming together to make the music. You know, there's a lot of listening that needs to happen. And a lot of, here's what a lot of people do also. What, one good thing about Farside when we were making records is we didn't have to be on every song. And once you understand, like, you, like let's say the Farside, boom, there's the name. Inside of that name is all kind of flavors, all kind of different songs. There's, there might be like, a, you know, like a, a, a little package, a little toy inside for, you know, a special toy, you know, like, oh, shit, did you get that? And that's cool. I don't have to be on everything to make Far Side Far Side. I could have a solo song in Far Side underneath under the, un, that un, underneath that umbrella, right. you know. Or 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 Booty Brown could have a solo song, or Imani, or or Fat Lip. And it's okay. It's okay. Fuck, I don't want to. I, I think it's like I don't want to bore the crowd with just my voice all the time. Like let's 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 spice it up. Fuck, man. You know, it's just like having like a a blackened salmon salad. <laughs> let it all let it all roll. What's in it? What's in it? Listen, when you eat it, when you take a bite, it's good. It, you know, it's something. It has to be what you're making has to be something that tastes so good to you and it's consistent that you want to go get it all the time. Like you can go go eat other things and go, and that's what I like about other groups too. Cause yeah, you can go over there and fuck with them. But remember what our flavor was. I'm not, I don't mean, I'm not even trying to force feed nobody because you should remember what the fuck our flavor was and be like, yo, I got a taste for this. I'm about to go over here real quick. Oh, should we in that, t- we in that city? Yeah. Let's go grab some of that far side shit. Oh, hell yeah. And that's the way you should feel and think about it. And the way we should care about um, baking the, the cake with the ingredients that we are, man, that should be paramount, bro. There should be nothing. There should be no, absolutely nothing in the way of, us coming together ooh, and with the knowledge that we have now since we've been separated oh man it could be something amazing i wasn't gonna ask but now you bring it up like do you think that like the four of you form again uh, you know in, in the future or is that still kind of un- unknown or just straight up unlikely I'll, I'll just let you know where i stand i'm open here's the deal bro like you sh- sh- should never spend your life chasing after things just focus on you, on who you are and what you do. You have to be, the sun is my analogy, the sun. It just shines and the planets revolve around that shit. If I'm chasing after you and you ain't trying to shine on me, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck am I? So if I just start shining and doing what I'm supposed to do, they know what to, you know, everybody knows what to do and the, and the, and the gravitational pull will just pull it all together. So um, I'm not waiting, I'm just being. I'm open. That is, I'm open. I'm ready. What's up? Send me, send me music. Let's go. I don't want to get into no other shit about what's far side supposed to be. Let's just get to get, let's just be, let's just gravitate. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. What's up? And make what we supposed to be making. My, what I think about or what I think about is who on the beats, who's on the beats. Okay. We got LAJ, we got Jay Swift, you know, we got, you know, we got, um, whom we got, we've been places. We've got so many other beat makers as well. The super dope. It's about us coming together, grabbing, moving together. You know what I mean? Like the left the gravitational pull pull us together. And because it's it's almost like the Milky Way and Andromeda. <laughs> it's just like come, they became one, you know, that's what we need to do. And then all this beautiful stuff will happen. And others like us will gravitate to us with them with the music that bounce and bump. And we just, with with no filter, allow the music to come and uh, come through us. And you just keep pressing it. You just keep making that shit. Let it let it hit the people. It'll do what it's supposed to do, as long as we being honest with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? This has nothing to do with people think I'm the far side and not the far side of it. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to be thinking about that shit for? That I don't have time for that. I'm. We are older. This, you know, like the sun is gonna set on on us completely at some point. You know what I'm saying? As 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 our physicals, just what it is. So rather, rather than think about any of that, man, I'm going to dive into the juices of what, what's here right now. I'm ready and open for the mothership. 
Song three. This is, we're skipping all the way to 2016. It is from the uh, Slim Kid, Trey, and Newmark album, and the song is called King, featuring Diamond D and K Natural. I'm like a blooming lotus, raised to sly and notice, treading these muddy waters, eating on chips and soda. Well, you ain't learned enough, my aunts will say when you get older. You ain't burned enough, these heavy words lay on my shoulders. Like lead collars, dollars falling from the sky. It's a pipe dream, boy, is the reason why. If it's worth having, watch it with the careful eye. They sell you bullshit and say it's pumpkin pie. They try to get you high, careless if you live or die. Jealous if you're living right, embellishing upon the lies. There's only one king in the jungle. Remember that boy, if I am one, can rumble. Tell me like, ah, hit me like, now you hear me like. Years later, you're in another group now with DJ Newmark. How did how did that sort of come to pass? And what is what is the chemistry like with you and Mark? And how did you guys sort of cultivate that? So, I mean, like, we've always, you know, been hanging out or, you know, in passing and stuff like that. And I think I was, when I was in Ozo Motley and we were on tour, we could have been in Australia, not even sure, but we were always like in passing, you know what I mean? And so in passing, Newmark is like, yo, Slim, I got some stuff, you know, we should, you know, want to check your thoughts about it. And, you know, I was like, all right, cool. So more time passed and along that time, he was like kind of putting away beats. And my manager at the time, Kyle Mortensen, he was like kind of putting, piecing it all together. He was like linking up with Newmark's personal manager. manager. And um, eventually we just came together and started, you know, kind of going through the songs. And I had K-Nat from my Bizarre Ride team, you know, with me. And I was like, yo, Nat, you got to get on this shit, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and you know, kind of like the rest is history too, you know what I mean? And uh, oh, by the way, you need to hear the trop the the the, the uh, trop killers uh, remix of that song too. Oh, I don't think I've oh, heard that. You didn't know? No, no. Google that. <laughs> trop killers is fire with um, with um, Diamond D's verse on it too. Um, Newark's really meticulous about stuff. You know what I mean? Um, especially when it comes to his beats and stuff like that. So, you know, I try to. I wanted him to express his, like, finally express himself beat-wise or, or production-wise like he wants. You know what I mean? So I was, like, kind of more of a paintbrush to him, like, kind of painting. You know what I mean? And I, and I, and I was cool with that. You know what I'm saying? But, I, I mean, I was definitely digging in as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like, I just know how he is as a DJ, and how meticulous, like, like his Zodiacs is just on point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when he's, like, kind of, like, putting all this stuff together like he's all he's constantly thinking and he'll cut right in the middle of your verse and be like yo t you know can you just uh, take that part out and put a different um thing in there and i'm like what the milks was fire you want me to cut in the motherfucking middle right ah! and then i was just like all right cool and so i go out into the backyard and i was just rewriting getting a part in the cadence of how he he, he was saying it and then come back and then put it in because in his head, there's certain things that toggle the rhythm, you know, like just like he's thinking of as like in a, in a DJ's perspective, because I think that way as well. I think of like textures, what texture is going to pull the crowd and move the crowd or what cadence is going to like keep you keep your focus. The greatest thing about me working with, with Newmark in that sense is getting out of my ego and my head about what I wrote and why why it should be like rose petals instead of like, <laughs> can you just take this piece of shit out and, <laughs> and put this other part in? Being produced. It, it was being, yeah, it's being produced. And, and also it's like, you know, um, and it was different ways working with him than it was working with like, you know, uh, my Farside team or, or LAJ, who, I'm, who I always work with too. And LAJ kind of, he gets on me as well about make, you know making stuff is in pocket. His thing is about being in pocket. Laj is like you got to be in pocket. This got to you know it has to uh, sit. And I'm thinking like I'm in pocket. I'm going, but sometimes I'm so into the zone of you know when I'm pulling the spirit energy to match the words that I'm. It's it's such a way a different way of thinking to how to bring these words alive and bring everything alive. But as you're doing that, sometimes you don't realize where you are on the beat. And it was still different from how I worked with with Newmark. All was good. All was definitely good on 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 both on both sides, you know. And also, um, I worked. Um, I, I mentioned uh, my my homie uh, Venus Brown too, because working with him is a different. There, there are three. So I'm just named three different people with three different feelings, relaxed ways of working, 
and working with Newmark is it's more you got to focus on what's being what's going on and being in the headspace of where he's at in a meticulous way for certain cadences or whatever. You know what I mean? But he gets you where he needs to go and that's just going to bounce. It's going to move. Right. So. This is going back to 2002. It's from your Liberation album, and the song is called Life is Love and featuring uh, India Devonport. Yeah, always say, there's no need to fight about it. Let's talk a while. Let's talk a while. Just work it out. Just work it out. Cause all this built up tension is manifesting. Manifesting. The more we hide, the more we block our blessings. See, everything in life is love. There will always be enough to go around. I love my liberation album, man. There was just so much. I was free, <laughs> pretty much. That song, um, it, there was a lot to that to that song in particular because it's like I'm kind of singing about my my spiritual shift and change in my life, and you know what I mean. That side of it, not being afraid to to sing. I'm not the greatest singer at all. I, I feel like I'm a shower singer with a with a with a bottle of tequila. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And, and that's fine with me at, at now in my life. You know what I mean? But there was a point uh, singing wise, like there was always this little, little, little um, resistance in your head because I wasn't Michael Jackson. I wasn't like any of those different folks. And you got to get out of that headspace and get into who you are and, and just croon how the spirit is crooning with you. And that situation was me like actually just like just actually singing, singing, because that's just where I was at. And you got to get out of the headspace of what rap the rap world thinks of you, especially back then. Yeah, singing, like, yo, you ain't no singer. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, you're right. However, this is how I feel, so I'm an emoter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just let my emotions ride. And and that one, um, there was a mess. There was a lot of message in uh, in that song, as well as um, a lot of message in the Liberation album in itself. You know what I mean? And it was during my Phoenix stage of my life around my Saturn return. And this is what it was, this is what was coming out. And I love that song. And I'm glad uh, uh, India Davenport got on that with me too, because she's somebody, she's one of my favorite singers, man. And she's a, she's a powerhouse of soul. And I've always wanted to, to continue to work with her somehow. And that was the route, that was the way. Yeah, it's it's definitely a highlight, I would say, on an album that is extremely musical and doesn't really feel tethered to one idea. You know, like talking about feeling the constraints of, of or the restraints of like hip hop and like this is what it's supposed to sound like. You went and you made just a very musical, musical ass album. Right. No, no way around it. And I wouldn't have been able to make it with Farside. They love what I do, man. But it's like they might not have been able to relate with what I'm saying or what I'm doing or whatever, or, you know, maybe question why or add resistance and all that stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. I, this is, this is, it had to be, it had to be birthed. It had to be done. And that's what that was. It's expression. And I wouldn't block anyone from expressing themselves on what they're doing. Like Imani has a record now that he's um, a phantasmagorical. And um, I love seeing him be him and his headspace and where he's taking you on his journey and you know where he's rapping and then he cuts off right here and it goes does a different thing and then he jumps back in and you know and i remember watching ibani write and i would see like a, his notebook with fragments of phrases everywhere and you read some of them it's like shit that's fucking deep as fuck you know what i mean and you look at another one's like, wow, damn. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna connect this one with that one over here and put that with this. And I'm like, yo. And I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate Fat Lips, the Loneliest Punk album. Yep. Lots of parts. I, I appreciate Fat Lips' older stuff that nobody knows, um, you know, that he did as Jammer D. Um, there was a song called Woman that was super dope that he did back in the day before. Like that should have been on the Far Side record. There's a lot of things uh, that, we could have, you know, fused together. And it was just cool to to hear that. And those spaces needed their space. The loneliest uh punk the loneliest punk album needed its space. Liberation needed its space. Imani's uh album needed needed its space. 
And when we come back together to do a far side thing, it needs its space. It needs to be unfiltered. We need to just walk in blank. We need to walk in like nobody hit nobody. Nobody said nothing to nobody. Nobody threatened nobody. No, you know what I'm saying? Like be present because the far side energy itself is a spirit and it calls for us all the time. It don't matter how much we've been arguing with each other or, or this thing happened or that thing happened. It's, it shows its presence and we're just supposed to arrive. That shit is important to, to understand. It's, it's, you know, it's, I can see it as I say it. I can see it as, as I say it, you know? Do you feel like you were saying that on Liberation and in, in these songs, like you sort of were going through your Phoenix uh, era, your Phoenix chapter, it seems like you were going through like spiritual changes and like, like or greater understandings of spirituality. So how was your spirituality changing by like the time you were doing your first album? Because look, you're, you're, you're Slim Kid Trey. Like you always have this like Zen quality about you. <laughs> like you're sort of like above the clouds, you know, like uh, the melodies and things like that. But particularly when I was listening to this song, it's like, it really felt like self-discovery and introspection that you're hearing on a record, you know? So I'm curious you know, and needing your own space. Like, hey, I need to do this on my own because if you're trying to represent a spiritual like outlook on something, how can you be like, yeah, the four of us are all going to share our singular spiritual outlook? Like, that doesn't exactly. that doesn't work. So, I'm curious what your spiritual journey was. What what was leading you there around this time? Man, you know, it's a lot of things. You know, growing up in a Baptist church and then having you know a lot of disagreements with what. I felt like that was or is or whatever. And then I was like, that can't be like this or that can't be right. It just, some of the things just didn't add up to me. And those were parts of my journey as things that have been placed on me. Like when you're born, when you're born, when you're a kid, man, you're just raw. You know what I'm saying? And then you get taught all these things, all these fears and all this different shit. And now you're carrying all this weight. And so I think coming up to the, 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 the time of liberation, or even before that, let's say, uh, I would say it all started with Soul Flower when I was recording that. And I was smoke. we were all smoking weed that, that, uh, that night and probably every other night. But <laughs> <laughs> this particular time, you know, I was doing my rap and I was high and I had a, you know, a moment where I was like, man, my vocals are going to be on this, on this two inch reel and on records forever and ever and ever and then you know like the we was just like and forever and you just start thinking about what the hell that is beyond you and i was like you know when if i died like this shit don't like my voice don't vanish you know what i'm saying like or if and and then the, another one was you know watching the passing me vibe vibe video and looking at my image on there and i was like damn and if we die like these images don't just fade away you know what i mean so these were little fragments of you know, me stepping into like thinking about things on that spiritual plane and understanding what those things were. And then, you know, of course, when we, shrooms came into the, the game, <laughs> uh, uh, into the fold, that was just more of an uh, opening and understanding of what we are, just, you know, what, what we are, like this skin, this, you know, this breathing, this, and just diving deep in that. And I remember reading the book, um, Conversation with God, I read book two before I read book one and I started in the, in the middle of book two and then bounced back. I just did, I just did it in, in a fragmented way. And then I wound up reading every book that dude ever wrote. It helped just helping me to understand spiritually what I am and what I am not. What I am not is what I understood. Right, because you're given all these assignments early on. It's like, oh, hey, you're born. Guess what? You're Baptist. And like, this is how you have to act. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's like, wait, like, hold on. Like, <laughs> can I figure like, it out? Where have I been me during all the, it's like, you, you know, like you're on the, you come in, you ever see the cartoon when they have their, uh, their own, they traveled around the world and they have this suitcase with all these stamps on them? Yeah, exactly. That's what we are as people. And so to take all those stamps off, and to just sit still and and, and and like allow what you are to 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 shine on you or rain on you or you to shine what you are, you know it I, it was it was a uh, it was interesting, and I feel like at this age now it's I even understand it a little bit more and I and I ju I don't judge it as much too because sometimes you can be on your spiritual thing and you'd be like too high and mighty for everybody but that's not the point. 
that yeah, that can just be the the arrogance or or not not necessarily arrogance, but like you, this information you're you're so fresh to it that you're being presented with this, and now you're you're not even you, you don't know how to wield this thing, and you're wielding it as a weapon, and it's not meant to be a weapon. Right. It's, it's meant yeah. to be and you know a connector and not a divider so i remember like imani telling me he's like not everybody wants to be preached to and i understood that and that's why i kind of you know and my sister told me too she's like you know you got to give a a little sugar with the medicine and i understood that once i did that i kind of that was so the liberation album is probably the only one that you'll ever get from me you know but other albums is going to be like a lot of fuckery and just (laughs) debauchery and fun and and a little bit of spiritual stuff with, <laughs> within it. I, I want to be in a space where I'm not judging nobody about nothing that they're doing. As long as they're not hurting others, you know, yo, rock your boat, you know, do your thing. I'm into a lot of things. You know, I laugh because I think you're supposed to just enjoy life and laugh and not like not fuck people up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it says that in some book somewhere. So far. The next song is in 2019. It's from the Trademark EP, and it is called Pick It Up, featuring uh, Dylan Cooper. So let's hear a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, I'ma let it ride So electrified, ever so high Cause I'm feeling fantastic On the edge of life Stars sparked in the nightlife Bizarre ride meets giraffes Making classics, trademark fashion Roll down your block with the music blasting Dynamic duel, two upperclassmen Bringing that vibe True crowd assassins Playing in the groove of passion Is it time for action? We affecting the masses We ain't getting no hassles Titties losing their tassels Or a backstage pad They wanna live on my castle Boy, I feel like Sam <laughs> You suckers making me laugh <laughs> Time to take off the mask You know that shit won't last When getting caught in the lasso Definitely a sound that was very different to my ears when I first heard it. I was yeah. like, oh, this is some, this is a, a whole new sound, a whole new chapter. I enjoy it so much. I, I want people to feel the synergy that we felt when we made it. And that is so real. And it's di- this album, the trademark album, is different from the first album that I did with DJ Newmark. I love this one. A whole lot better. And I love the last one, but this one is like fire to me. This album is like so, this is like so much fire to me, man. And then working with Austin and Antoine on it as well. And Austin is like just an open vessel to let, like all those things I was trying to describe with Farsight needs to be to, to get back to being able to make another bizarre ride if, if, need, if they needed to. It, I, that's where Austin is all, that's where he's at 100% of the time. He comes in, just open, listening to the beats. And we were just, we were both, we were all just open. He's younger. I'm assuming he's Yeah, he's Austin, younger. Austin Antoine is younger. I worked with him through LAJ, who had a song called Double Life that's on YouTube. It was it was almost like another other fish kind of style song. You know, like LAJ was like, yo, I think I want you to get on this song with Austin Antoine, this, this guy I'm working with. I think it'll be a good match. And I listened to it and I was like, oh yeah. I'm all on this. You know what I mean? So if you if you you guys gotta you gotta Google it and find it, check it out on, on YouTube, man. It's a it's a super dope song, man. And so that was a start. And so I played that song for first I was like, yo, Newmark, I got this guy, Austin Antoine. I want you to, you know, maybe we can bring him into the fold or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, T, I don't, I don't know. And then I played him that song, you know, double life. And it's like, oh yeah, where's he at? And so we got him in the building and it was history. He was just like perfect for um, for the trademark team. Like he is a band member of trademark. It feels like such a modern song too. It doesn't feel, you know, a lot of times when people get together and, you know, they might've been music and their seminal work was from the nineties. It, it doesn't feel like you guys are trying on like clothes that like you look stupid in, you know what I mean? Like sometimes right, when right. people do that, like this feels very modern, but it also doesn't feel like super far out of the the reach of, of you and, and, yeah. and Mark, you know? You know, one part of that is uh, it's good and healthy to have a combination of folks. Like we got Dylan Cooper, who is a friend of KNAT's. He's a friend of ours, too. But KNAT brought him uh, on board for for this. He's like like one of the probably the youngest of us all. And uh, Austin Antoine and then there's me. So it's like a lot of different There's uh, middle school meets new school kind of situation. And I feel like when you're all in the same arena, you guys, you don't think about your rap styles at all. You just, you just uh, kind of just going in and creating this 
synergy. We're just really flowing off the synergy and the synergy is creating this record. And it was really healthy because it, it, it um, brings, you know, everything to a future point, a present time, just the energy itself and what, what all the parts are. Song six. Last song is from 1992, taking it back from the Bizarre Ride to the Far Side album. And the song is called For Better or For Worse. I mean, what could I even say? What could I even say to set this up? Like, you're you, you talked earlier about your voice being preserved on something forever, and you were a part of a group that still means so much to to so many people. Like, do you ever go back and listen to to like your own stuff? Yeah, you know, um, I don't go back and listen to our old stuff, but yeah, because we're touring it all the time. So I, I, you know, I'm on stage with it all the time. So I'm like, I ain't trying to hear this shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, when I, when I do go back to listen to it, I will listen from the start to finish because um, the beginning of the album to the end, because that's the way you hear the humor of it all. And you hear how, how, you know, that journey it's a it's a good one. It's a great one, and and uh, for better for worse was definitely one of those songs that it had a lot of uh, color to it. We were happy. We were happy. We didn't give a fuck. We were like just do, you know we had no filter. It was we were just just doing shit and laughing. It truly is amazing being an artist. You you sort of create these time capsules of where you're at at a very certain uh, specific part of your life. And so to have that, like, it totally makes sense to everything that we've talked about because we've gone through these other songs and you talk about the hardships and the, and the lessons learned in, in the yeah. industry and you see that happening too. And then you see like in the solo stuff sort of washing yourself of that and like the enlightenment. But that is so dope that, and just like kismet, I guess you could say that like four people met each other at a very young age and had yep. this creative spark and made something that is not only just so pure, but also was like mad successful too. You know what I mean? Like that's that's that was a blessing. Do you ever just think about that? Like like was this like destiny? Like do you, do you believe in like destiny or things like that? Um, it was meant to be, absolutely. It was meant to be. And it's because of um, like even before the far side. It's like we used to be battle dancers and also musicians recording. You know, um, there was a group called GTI in our circle at SU. And there's a group called Shy, and we all like kind of lived together day in, day out, making music, perfecting our craft and everything, and <clears throat> just rising through each level as the universe kind of, first off, the universe kind of touched us in a, in a way because this was what we wanted to do. This is who we were. This is who we are. Like even as like me doing choreography, I used to do choreo. Well, we all did but doing choreography for, you know, the Jazzy Fat Nasties back in the day, it was just a focus or writing or writing songs for, for female artists, something I do, do as well. It was who we were. And along this journey on this, I, I'm not even going to say it's like we were rising up. We were just going. We were, we were on the, we were on the path. And, <clears throat> and as we were on the path, you know, like different, um, we grew, we learned and, you know, these hardships only created songs you know, uh, these good times only created songs, and this is who we are, and it's who we're supposed to be. Like, uh, I I know for sure because like, I I wake up out of the middle of my sleep with with melodies in my head, you know, and we all probably do. We all like you, there there will never be a time where you're not seeing one of us immersed in music in some way, making beats listening to old jazz music or listening to current music or listening to what's out or, you know what I mean? We're just fully immersed in it or DJing. I DJ, uh, LAJ DJs, Fatlip DJs. We, yep. We've never left our area of sharpening our tools. So yeah, we were born to do it. 
And man, like even in school, when I couldn't pay attention in fucking school and <laughs> taking a test, my head drifts off into music and beats and shit. And I can't even get um, and, and, and going against the clock, <laughs> you know, and you would think you were fucking dumb and shit because you're trying to race this clock and you're smarts of what things are. And you got like music in your head at the same time because you can't focus. But when you found out what your focus was, you found out what your genius was, you're unstoppable. My God, I'm unstoppable. When when it comes to like projects, I'm there. When it comes to like shows, I'm there 100 percent. When it comes to a day job, I'm like, ah, that's not for me. <laughs> like even in even in my own house my girl's like can we you know we need to fix this and we need to fix that and i'm like i'm not a carpenter i am not a plumber i am a musician i will pay <laughs> motherfuckers to come fix shit and i'm going to be making music I, i'm a musician as well and i always say i am very good at a few specific things and, <laughs> yeah. and pretty bad at a lot of other stuff, but like, you got to play to your strengths. You got, you got to you play, play to your strengths strength and it's okay. Like for me, I don't want to fuck shit up. I love cooking. I'm a really good cook. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna dive into that. I know my, like, that's my, that's my genius. Uh, music is my genius. There's a few things that are my genius and the things that aren't my genius. They're like, get that fucking guy out of here. He's <laughs> fucking shit up. <laughs> Who let Trey in? <laughs> well, look, I got to give a big shout out to Trey for letting me in to the stories behind some of these songs. Stay up to date on everything going on with Slim Kid Trey and his latest projects by visiting slimkid3.com. If you like Can't Knock the Shuffle, make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss an episode and give it a five-star rating and review. It'll only take you a minute and it means a lot to the show. If you want to talk to me, I'm at Sean Dammit on social media or shoot me an email at can'tknocktheshuffle at gmail.com. You can also check out my hip-hop game show, The Questions, by visiting questionshiphop.com. And finally, be sure to check out all the other shows on Stony Island Audio, including What It Happened Was, Dad Bod Rap Pod, Super Duty Tough Work, Fatherhoods, and Self Core. Till next time, peace. Stony Island Audio.